tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello, Constantine fans. Welcome to the... Constantine After Buzz After Show, the Halloween episode. That's right, Halloween in November. I'm your host, Yael Teagle. With me, as always, Tari Miller. Hey, hey. Um, we're talking about The Rage of Caliban, the sixth episode this season. Um, overall thoughts. What did you think about this episode? Putting aside that it's Halloween in November. <laughs> um, I thought it was an interesting episode. Like, it started out really, really strong. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a lot of, like, weird... I guess not references, but like it felt like a lot of other things. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So that was interesting. Um, I personally felt like it was more suspenseful, more uh, scary yeah. than any episode has uh, been yet. And maybe it's because it was the Halloween episode that they wanted to like, you know, I'm not a fan of scary movies. I'm not a fan of things popping out at you. Yeah. But I feel like that's what this episode was. And they did it well. Yeah. I was terrified. It was well executed. (laughs) Yes. Especially that terrifying haunted house, which we'll talk about later. But oh my gosh. We'll get to that haunted house. It was, I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, I hate haunted houses. (laughs) I really do. Yeah. Um, So we, uh, Constantine wakes up. I want to start there because, you know, we might as well start where he wakes up. Yeah. Um, And we see an arm trying to wake him up. And it's a woman's arm. And I was like, no, he slept with Zed. <laughs> Are uh, you, but you were so excited about the prospect of it. Did, do you just not? Yes. You wanted to see the courting? Is that the issue? I wanted to see, no, not the courting, but I wanted to see before they get into bed. Ah. Like, I wanted to see the, the you know, the passion and the kiss and whatever. Mm. Not him waking up in her bed. Right. Luckily, <laughs> he wakes up in someone else's bed. And he seems hungover, right? A little bit, yeah. yeah. And her name is Nora. He got it right. Um, <laughs> and she's like, get out, my boyfriend's coming home. Brilliant. Brilliant. He would. Right. Um, but she also seemed like totally like cool with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Once he escapes through the window, she's like, yeah. I did it. Well, yeah, I got away with it. When he say, when he mentioned that she she didn't tell him, she's like, "Yeah, I told you I had a boyfriend, so you should you skedaddle." Yeah, I liked it. I don't know why. I was like, "This is because this is the Constantine that I want." Yeah, you know, I want the bad Santa Constantine. <laughs> that's what I want. Um, all right, that's uh, that was just a fun part of the episode, and I yeah. think it's giving us a little a little more into his character. Um, it was irrelevant to the rest of the episode. So let's talk about that. <laughs> uh, it seems that there's a possessed little girl in Alabama. Um, and her parents have been murdered. Brutally, brutally murdered. Um, yeah. The police show up to investigate. And you see this, this scared little girl. And as the cops are, are start to fight with each other, you know, the, the little girl telekinetically makes this 
this coffee mug explode. Mm-hmm. Um, later on, when John and, and um, Chaz arrive and do their investigations, they see that the little girl was possessed and that the spirit has now left the little girl to go elsewhere because the spirit has done what it came there to do. Kill her parents. <laughs> I like the idea that this this spirit is mm-hmm. just like, I don't like parents. I'm going to create a world full of no adults. Yeah. But only only the children of, like, the, the, the only child uh, get this. Like, if you have brothers and sisters, no, you live with your parents. <laughs> you are stuck with your parents. They may be abusive, but no. Yeah. You have siblings. <laughs> What kind of punishment is that? How dare you have siblings? Well, you know, if they have siblings, they have someone to rely on, like, outside of their parents. But if they're an only child, then they have to face this abuse alone. Mm. Um, though I was, like, not all the people's parents were Abusive. abusers. It was, right. So, I mean, and all parents fight. So this, this scale at which he was choosing his people mm-hmm. was very skewed. Well, when we figure out later on who the who the spirit is, right? Um, it's someone who was abused by their parents, and I think the um, the argument for that kid is so this kid left the body of of a live person. Like that's the craziest part is that this is the soul of a live person. Yeah. Um, because the event was so traumatic. And therefore, um, you know, sees any fighting as like a trigger. That's my thought. Okay. Um, well, let's get back to John and Manny seeing the spirit leaving um, the body. Because mm-hmm. Manny makes a, a few appearances. Um, and I'm going to say that he was useless. He's always useless. But yeah. I feel like this episode was good about kind of trying to justify his uselessness, mm-hmm. where he's like, well, you know, when humans got free will, we angels lost the ability to interfere. So, I mean, technically, I can't do anything, even though everything I'm doing is to try to get you to do stuff. Yeah, he says that what he can do, because um, John is like, help, and he's like, I I'm, I said I could offer guidance. That's what I can give you. Right. Um, and so he offers guidance. And later on, when, when Jod is in the jail cell, um, Manny is there to tell him, you know, like, I was, I was there. I was there when this happened to you. I was with you when this happened. And I don't know if I believe it. <laughs> well, I feel like that's even worse <laughs> to be like, yeah, you know, I saw all the things. I still didn't do anything about them. But, you know, I saw it. But also, like, he was watching over. Not even like there to hold your hand. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, no, I was, I'm your guardian angel. I was watching over you. I didn't come down and dry your tears or hold you when you were sad. No, I just sat there watching <laughs> like a jerk. Yeah. Are, are we supposed to like Manny as uh, fans? Um, I think that we are supposed to be on the fence about him. Okay. Um, and I think that is succeeding. I'm pushed over the fence. Oh, yeah? I do not like him. You do him. not like him? No, not yet. He well, hasn't done anything that makes me like him. Yeah. Well, I mean, he tries to, like, help every so often. And I think that overall, I mean, he's a charming character. Mm-hmm. And also, like, he's, despite the fact that he's trying to use our main character, mm-hmm. um, I mean, he's ultimately on the side of good, you'd think. As far as we know. Right, as if far he as exists. we know. Yeah, if he's real. <laughs> All right. Um, 
I want to real quick because we've talked about the Doctor Who references before. Yeah. And in this episode, for those who don't watch Doctor Who, start. Because um, John licks the wall. He straight up licks the wall. Yes. Which is a huge Doctor Who thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I even tweeted the Constantine writers. I was like, if not one of you, all of you are Doctor Who fans. Yeah. Like, I know this for a fact now. We have psychic paper. We have um, the companions. licking the wall. And we have companions. Mm-hmm. There was something else. There was another reference. Do not in the episode with the psychic paper. Right. Man. something. Oh, Bigger on the Inside was the yes, other one. Yes. The Mill House. The Mill House was Bigger on the Inside. Yes. Guys, it's written by, it's clearly written by Whovians. Yeah. Which is, I mean, which is great. Yes. Because, I mean, and every episode is basically like beat for beat a Doctor Who thing. Just substitute aliens for demons. So, I mean, I don't mind seeing a uh, philandering alcoholic doctor. No, I I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I like where we I I like this as an, a, a Doctor Who during the off season. Yeah, I like it a lot. <laughs> okay, um, for those seriously, if you haven't watched Doctor Who, come on, get get with seriously, it. get with the cool kids. Yeah. Um. All right. So we meet Henry, the scared little boy who's afraid of everything. Um, the thing about Henry, for those who don't know, is the actor was from The Neighbors which was an ABC show, a uh, sitcom about aliens. Oh. And so in my mind, he's this obnoxious little brat. And to see him be this terrified child, I was like, oh, like he's up to no good. This is a prank he's pulling. <laughs> <laughs> but no, Henry is this, um, this scared little boy who's afraid of everything. Yeah. And uh, we find out or we see a spirit the spirit that has left the little girl is in his room and has now entered this boy. Um, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and he gets all creepy. Um, can we talk about his like his d bag dad for a little bit? Yeah, let's talk about his d bag dad. Because <laughs> I just like they like on first <laughs> entrance, mm-hmm. you're just like, am I not supposed to like this guy? Because he's just like, oh, you're complaining again. It's like, well, yeah, children are scared of things. Yeah, have some compassion, you jerk. But also, like, here's how I'm going to make you not scared. By scaring you with a mask. (laughs) It's a costume. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, after his mom is like, what are you doing? I thought the dad would stop being such a D-bag. Right. Nope. Well, like, in and until, I think, two scenes later, Mm -hmm. I didn't even think that this guy was his dad. Because there was was no real connection between them. It was just like, I felt like he was a stepdad or like his mom's boyfriend. Boyfriend. Just trying to be like, hey man, you know. Man up. Yeah. Man up. (laughs) That's what men do when they're trying to make a man, a boy man up. Totally. Man up. Mm -hmm. I don't know what that voice is. (laughs) You should talk like that all the time. Man up. Man up. Okay. (laughs) Um... Well, Constantine goes on this, he's on a mission of discovery to find out what is happening here. Because this can't be, you know, this this girl isn't the first one. And, uh, you know, what does the spirit want? Where did it come from? So he talks to a paralegal who he's helped before. Mm-hmm. Um, and she hands over a file of similar cases that it took the cops, you know, years to figure out were related. Um, because the first case that they have is from 35 years ago. The next one is from 16 years ago, uh, 18 years ago. And then in the last three or in the last month, there were three cases. Mm-hmm. And right before each case, the um, there were reports at the school that the kid uh, had 
behave, had started having these weird bur- outbursts of anger. Yeah. Um, so that's when Constantine is like, ah, oh, I got it. So he goes to find the first victim he can find, which is um, Marcello Panetti. Mm-hmm. Who's in an insane asylum. Uh, common ground for John Constantine. Yeah, he felt at home. Yeah. Well, part of me was uh, hoping that it, he was going to be revisiting the first one that we saw we saw him at. And they'd be like, oh, well, welcome back. He's like, I'm here to visit someone. In England? You thought he was going to hey, go all hey, the way from Alabama hey. to England? Yes. Okay. <laughs> That's just a thing that I wanted. And it didn't happen because I have weird expectations. But... um but yeah, so we find out all about this Marcello person. Mm-hmm. You know, he's uh he basically came from a, an abusive family. Mm-hmm. Uh things used to happen to him whenever he acted up. Yeah. Uh and then we I, see these missing three fingers. Mhm. Yeah. And he's also uh I don't remember what the word is, but he's basically brain dead. Yeah. Um and then as uh Constantine continues his his search for this demon, he goes back to the house. And he and Chaz are looking through all the fun stuff that Jasper left them. And Chaz finds this sword. <laughs> um, tell me about this sword. Um, what is it called? The Sword of Night? Yes. Which basically makes you... It's its kind of like the lasso of truth, yes. but in sword form. Yeah. So, like, as Chaz is holding it, he starts talking about this woman named Renee and him and how he should have, like, kept her around and all that she stuff. She left him. Yeah. Aww. And then I love Constantine taking the sword away and being like, is there something you want to talk about? <laughs> nope. No. <laughs> oh, they have a great relationship. They do. Just as we have a great relationship with our listeners. Nice. Yeah. Um, guys, I want to take a quick moment to talk about iTunes. Um, clearly, we like this show, especially as it, get more, as it gets more Doctor Who-esque. Um, <laughs> We fall more and more in love with this show. But we ask you guys to do a very simple thing for us. Go onto iTunes, rate and review us, um, give us five stars. If you like us, give us four stars. If you don't, I saw some people give us four stars, and that's okay. We understand. Um, But if you leave a comment letting us know why, that would be great, too. So I want to give a few shout-outs. That's what we give you in return for for commenting and uh, rating. So some Twitter shout-outs. Sorry, YouTube shout-outs. I have YouTube shoutouts and iTunes shoutouts. YouTube shoutouts. We have the Baron of Hell. Thank you, Baron of Hell. Always useful information. Yeah, seriously, you're great. I don't. I don't know if you realize this, but like on most of the shows that I do, you're there <laughs> mm-hmm. checking in with us, telling us all these great little details. Yeah, uh, your boss. Thank you. Um, we also have, and I'm going to butcher names, and I'm sorry <laughs> because that happens to me all the time, and it sucks. I'm sorry. Um, DeAndrea Sanders, Alfie Hagen, Juliana T, Midnight, E-K-A-K-I, Ikaki, um, Amy Shedleski, Dustin Smith. All right, now we got some hard ones. Um, I'm going to just spell them. M-A-E-N-T-O-C-H-R-E-C-H-T-S. If that was Hebrew, it would be Mantachus. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, just butchered my own language. Nice. Um, and uh, I-A-L-E-I-X-O-84. Thank you guys so much, all of you, for commenting on YouTube. Those are just a handful of amazing people. And yeah. we have iTunes reviews that I'd like to read out um, because people are so good to us. <laughs> all right, we got 
I think um, this is an excellent podcast from Bass Clef. Um, listening, listening to it, going to stick with the Constantine, Constantine Afterbuzz podcast, encouraging me to keep watching the show, and I'm a fan. Episode three is really has really hooked me on hooked me in. Sorry, guys, I can't read today. Um, and I really enjoyed five. Yell, Tari, and Isaac are great hosts. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm going to continue watching the show, listening to the podcast. I hope y'all land um, Papa Midnight or Zed as guests. Yeah, we would love that. Would that would be amazing. Yeah. They're doing an awesome job. They are. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, all right. We also have great show from Shadow Angel 067. I really like listening to you three. Thanks. We really like that you listen to the three of us. We also like doing this for you. Yeah, we really do. Um, constantly good. I get it. Nice. That's cute. From Reflex123. I'm a comic fan, but never got into the Hell's, Hellblazer Constantine um, books, so I appreciate the hosts uh, have varying levels of knowledge of the books and bring it to the table. The conversation about the characters often mirror my own feelings about them. I love Zed and Chaz. Yes. A.K.A. yes. <laughs> I'd love it if you got them on the after show. We would, too. Yeah. We would die. Um <laughs> I am enjoying and then come back to life again, right? I'm enjoying the show, and this after show helps me get uh, even more understanding and enjoyment of the show. Keep doing good work, guys. Just to cha- just what is this? Just got to the challenge about Yell and Matt Ryan and Landre. Yeah. Um, so if that happens, they'll certainly be interesting. But seriously, that man would look good in anything. <laughs> yes, yes, he would. Um, and lastly, great co- podcast for Constantine from Miss Reads a Lot. I'm a little late in the game for podcast listening, but this podcast is wonderful. Great humor between the host, the sarcasm, and quick wit are fabulous, as is the walkthrough for each episode. Thank you guys so much. Yeah, seriously. That is so sweet. We really appreciate it. Um, let's get back to this episode. All right. So Constantine, after playing with his sword, <laughs> um, he grabs his frankincense and goes walking down the um, ley line that he found all of these victims are on the same ley line, which is an interesting uh, idea. Yeah. This whole, uh, you know, ley line, mystical uh, trackings or psychic railroads. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a, it's like the internet of the psychic world. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are all these different uh, pathways that people can follow and, and jump on and yeah. jump off. It's interesting. Like I had heard it's, I had heard about it on an anime. Um, which anime? It was Bleach because they also deal in the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it is a, it's a really cool concept. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like it and I wonder what other shows have similar things. I'm going to make an assumption that Supernatural does as well. I would assume. Um, but I think it's such an interesting idea and I like the way they used it. And that he's yeah. like, all I have to do is walk down this line on this map. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Doctor Who has used it at one point as well. Hmm. Um, but I couldn't reference a specific episode. If I were to, re- if if it were a specific episode, I would say it's the one where everyone is uh, linking their minds, thinking about the doctor. But don't quote me on that one. Interesting. Don't quote me on that one. I'm not quoting you on that one. Talking to you fans, don't quote me on that one. I think you're wrong. Probably. Um. So, Chaz and John are walking down the street, and the frankincense starts clearly going in one direction, and Chaz is like, I think we're there. Mm-hmm. And Constantine's like, nope, other direction. Because <laughs> apparently frankincense likes to move away from uh, malicious spirits. Huh. Interesting idea. Yeah. Um, 
Well, they find the house, and now Constantine has to wait for something to happen. He goes to the school. This is the second time, I think it's the second time that he, no, it is the first time, that he does something really creepy and a little inappropriate towards children, I'm going to say. <laughs> he goes and, like, stakes out the school. Yeah. Um, where Henry is at school, and he watches as this fight breaks out, and he tries to warn the teacher. Teacher, I don't know how I feel if the teacher's being dumb or not, because the teacher's like, hey, who are you, creepy man at the school, which is reasonable. Yeah, appropriate response. But the creepy man at the school is going, there's a fight breaking out. And the teacher's like, whatever, like, who are you, creepy man? Right, but, well, though, I would say, as mm-hmm. if I were a, ca- a counselor or, like, a teacher, yeah. I would be like, well, yeah, kids fight all the time, but I think this uh, potential, uh, you know, predator yes. is a bigger threat. Really? Yes. I think... Um, the fact that he didn't see Constantine until Constantine was like, hey, there's a fight, mm-hmm. in my mind was, oh, there's a man walking down the street, sees this fight, and is letting me know. But he had... Uh, he he had clocked him earlier. No. What? No. Um, <laughs> like he saw the... Right. I No, because I felt like Constantine had uh, basically talked to him before like the fight was really blaring. So it was just like, hey, you should keep an eye on this kid. And then he's like, oh, hey, I'm suspicious of you. And then at that point, it more would have seemed like Constantine was like, I'm going to distract you now by telling you about something that's behind you. Mm. Like one of those things. Yeah. All right. Well, (laughs) creepy Constantine witnesses this fight. Um, Henry gets sent home. And I like Constantine. Well, it's Chaz's idea. But I like this this ruse that he does like i'm the school counselor and he he puts his tie all up mm-hmm. so that breaks our theory of the tie being like solid from dirt <laughs> which last week we talked about was gross and it's probably hard and can't be like yeah nope it can move um i just don't understand why it's so clean maybe he just used another tie he's like Chaz, let me borrow let me let you borrow nope <laughs> words orders <laughs> Let let me borrow your tie, Chaz. And then Chaz owns that, just a bunch of red ties. Totally, just the same ones that Constantine wears. <laughs> they only own it's all it's like five red ties and one blue one. Yeah. Anyway, um, well, they figure out that he's not a school counselor when he pulls out a mandrake root, which scares the bejesus out of the spirit uh, possessed child. And so Constantine's like, all right, truth is, I'm not a school counselor. I'm here because, you know, I'm going to, I'm an exorcist. You have a demon in your child. Which luckily, I mean, I totally get why the, the D-bag dad punched him. Right. That makes complete sense. Though, like, the kid's mouth opened like six times wider than it should have. I would have been like, okay, I can acknowledge something weird's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he also, like, telepathically, telekinetically pushed the root away. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but I, yeah, I, I, you're right. Like, D Baghdad, his first uh, inclination is towards violence. Yeah. Which is why this child was chosen. <laughs> um, well, Constant goes to jail, and mother, uh, the mother of Henry, Mama Henry, I don't know what to call her, the mom. Claire. Nope. What? No. No, it may be Claire. I don't want to call her that. <laughs> okay. No. Mama Henry. Mama Henry. Um, she is like, wait, something's up because my child and I are supposed to be carving pumpkins. Oh, that's right. It's Halloween in November. Um, we're carving pumpkins, although she wanted to draw on the pumpkins. He. Mm-hmm. Here's my issue. She wanted to draw on the pumpkins. She brings out a knife. 
Um, it was she was going to draw it, or they were going to draw it, and then she'd carve it. Is that the idea? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and she was going to get the seeds because she had mentioned the seeds. She made uh, pumpkin seeds for him. Mm, that makes more sense. She came out with a tray and a knife. Yes. And then went back to get the markers. Okay, yeah. Well, when you're carving pumpkin, I haven't done this since I was a child, but I assume you like want to trace out what you're going to carve first. And then so he would draw it on there and she would carve it for him mm-hmm. that way that he's not handling the knife. Yeah. Well, she goes in to get the markers and he carved up the pumpkins. <laughs> I liked it. Yeah. Um, so while Constantine is in jail before Mama Henry shows up. Sounds like a kind of rice. Mama Henry's rice. Get it. San Francisco treat. Nope. nope that's Uncle Ben's. Rice nope. Yep. That's what it is. Uncle Ben's is um, New Orleans mm. rice. How dare you mix up rice. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so Mama Henry's rice. Before Mama Henry brings her rice to jail to pick up Constantine, um, he gets another visit from Manny, who is, again, useless. Yeah. Uh, so frustrating. <laughs> Anywho. Um, well, you get to learn a little bit more about uh, Constantine's dad and stuff. So that's a thing. Yeah. You learn he had a sister and Manny is recruiting and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's about it. That's all you learn. Yeah. Useless. Yeah. Um, so Mama Henry asks John for help and he's like, okay, here's what we can do. She show- He shows her the file. He tells her, this is what we're going to do. You're going to drug your kid because you're a doctor or you work in a medical office. Um, and then we're going to try to bind the spirit to Marcello's house. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, why can't you just do an exorcism? And I like that we're bringing back the Astra thing. I like that he's being more cautious. Yeah. It really gives us this view into his character. Mm-hmm. Um, that he is, you know, he knows that he made a mistake and he's trying to avoid making another one. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, they can't bind the spirit to Marcello's house after they have this really creepy seance. This is another epi- uh, part of the episode where there's all this suspense and like stuff popping out at you and Yeah. You get that three-legged deer. Yeah. Can, did you at this point mm-hmm. associate that uh the spirit was actually Marcello at this point? At this point, um I wasn't sure if it was Marcello, but I mm-hmm. knew that it was it was something to do with Marcello, maybe Marcello's older brother. Mm-hmm. Even though he's an only child, like maybe he didn't know he had an older brother because his older brother died. Right. Because in my mind, a spirit can't like I didn't think of the idea of a human, a live person's spirit being able to possess people. Right. Um, but I did know that it had something to do with Marcello. Okay. Because uh, of the axe everywhere. We kept seeing axes. We kept seeing the drawing of the axe. Yeah. Um, and the three-legged deer mm-hmm. are going to go on a weird Maybe it's a reach, but like that this deer was abused by the family as well. Right. Which is why it had three legs. Um, anyway. Maybe. Um, okay. Yeah. Cause I was like, from the moment, like from that moment, I was like, oh, that's like, well, actually, from the moment that he was drawing the guy with mm-hmm. the, the axe, I was like, oh, it's Marcello. Like, it's like a Horcrux kind of thing. Like, it, uh, Spoilers for Harry Potter, but no, it, no, you, does not count as spoilers. <laughs> when you kill someone, like it splits your soul, mm. and that's how you put the hor- the you make the Horcrux. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like that was my logic in that, like the like since this kid killed his parents, he was able to like disassociate. It. That's why he was all brain dead and stuff. Mm-hmm. So you figured out 
the point of the episode before we got to it. Right. But I was wondering if like other people were like picking it. And it sounds like you did. I did. I just couldn't place it. Okay. Because Horcrux doesn't come to mind in my head. Ah. I'm sure the fans are like, yo's not clearly a Potterhead enough. No, sorry, that's, it's a weird association. I'm sorry, guys. Um, but seriously, get your Potter knowledge up. I apologize that my Potter knowledge is not up to speed. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> um, well, Henry's uh, Mama Henry and John go back. They see Henry in his terrifying costume. Um, and he runs away when he's confronted. He runs to the haunted house. Let's talk about this haunted house. It's terrifying. Yeah. Like, why would you let your child go into that thing? Like, just even the skull doorway. It's uh, I, I feel like childhood me would never have made it past that because mm-hmm. it's just like oh, – and they're like realistic skulls, not like yeah. like plastic-looking fa- – it's like, no, these things are made to look like bone. Also, the like dead bodies were made to look like uh, like actual dead bodies. Oh, yeah. And like victims of crimes. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that the Constantine writer's room tweeted out photos from behind the scenes and like – there's a like a hanging body with blood dripping. Yeah, I'm like, is this from a different scene? No, it's from the haunted house. Yeah, it's terrifying. Um, and he uses the mirror. Constantine uses the mirror, which is uh something that he used in the Constantine movie, <laughs> using the mirror to get the demon. That was a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Personally, I was excited to see that. I'm sure it's used in a lot of other things as well. But I was like, oh, movie. <laughs> That's um, what I, I sound like at home. Uh, oh, movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like your other voice that you used earlier. Yeah. Like, anyway. Um, Man up. <laughs> yeah. Man up. I'm movie. <laughs> no, it's a different voice. Oh. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I could do this all day. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Um, but yeah, I I did like that uh, the demon used telekinesis to to hold up his costume mm-hmm. as like a decoy. Yeah. That was genius. Yeah. Um, and also love that he in doing that he caused uh, the mirror to break, like using that like pop up mannequin yeah. thing. It was great. It was very cool. Um, and this is, I, I bring us to the second time that Constantine was inappropriate with a child. Oh, yes. Uh, where he grabs hold of the child and starts exercising him. Mm-hmm. Um, no? Wait. Go, no, finish thinking? your thought. No, just the way he was holding this kid, right? Which, um, maybe it's because I also do the SVU <laughs> after show. The way uh-huh. he was holding this child. And then after he gets Marcella uh, to leave... Marcelo's spirit leaves. Um, Henry's being held by a strange man, and he's like, "Where am I?" <laughs> like, I don't. If this was an SB, SVU episode, this kid would very uh, quickly be like, "Something inappropriate happened." Right. This strange man was holding me. Well, yeah, that's like the beginning of an SVU episode where, mm-hmm. like, someone. The next scene is someone finding him like strung up in that uh, haunted house. Yeah. Um, I thought you were going to say when he was like, come with me, little boy, because um, that was a line. And I was like, yes, that's a thing. Yeah. Um, but that's a good point. Yeah. There's a, there's a third one. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and I'm not saying that the show was doing anything inappropriate. I'm just saying if you look at these instances out of context, they're terrible. <laughs> um, 
So Marcel's spirit is returned to his body, and he is flipping out in his luckily asylum, and he is safe. Um, mm-hmm. And they're going to be able to help treat him, which is such, or at least they're going to try to treat him. Yeah, which is I like that we we took this. Um, this thing, this evil spirit, put it back in the original body, and now we might be able to heal this man. Right. Though I'm wondering if the if the man is going to keep the telekinesis that his spirit had. I mean, mm. I don't see why it would go away just because he's back in his original body. Because he's no longer on the um, ley line. Mm. And the ley line was the psychic ro- railroad. Okay. Yeah, that's why. All right, I'll accept that. Yes. (laughs) I'm just more excited that I could come up with something reasonable. Right. Um, For those wondering where Zed was all episode, she was at art class. Oh, well, how convenient. That's how it was in the show. Chaz said, Zed's at art class. That's it. That's all. We're (laughs) moving on. Um, Well, at the end of the episode, the way the end episode closes out uh, is Constantine sitting on a truck lighting up a cigarette and smoking as little children run around unsupervised. <laughs> number three, guys, number three. That that wasn't weird narrating to us, but like no one's like, there's a strange man just hanging out. None of these kids are his. <laughs> he's not taking care of trick-or-treaters. Like he's just hanging out, drinking and smoking. That's what I do. I just hang out on playgrounds, smoking and and having my having my my booze until the cops show up and arrest you. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't do that, guys. Yeah. I think this is the second show in a row where I'm like, I do inappropriate behavior, (laughs) Um, but I don't. Uh, (laughs) Um, But yeah, that was it. Was well for me, the whole narration thing was odd because I feel like that's not how shows have ended in the past. Yeah, there haven't been a lot of narrations, and I don't feel like it was necessary yeah i mean i think it was kind of just like a it was a nice way to wrap up the episode and kind of give us a a, a nice a good frame uh to button button it up but mm-hmm. at the same time since when and i guess this has been one of the first ones that haven't been like super duper morally amb- ambiguous mm-hmm. so it's been like there's a good logical conclusion and it's done yeah it makes me wonder if if the future episodes will have this narration you know how some shows introduce something like that early on and then just keep it or the other way around. Right. I wonder what we'll get. Um, Also, I was a little disappointed that um, I thought I'd said last week that I thought in this episode the the issue was going to end up that he couldn't – he was afraid to exercise this kid because if he got the demon out, it would kill the kid or like something like that. Yeah. Um, But that was not – any part of it and that made me kind of sad that like it was so easy once he figured it out yeah i feel like it was too easy well i mean they they threw in the like internal conflict um and i feel like i feel like him lighting up at the end was Mm -hmm. to represent that that conflict of like uh you know healing one step at a time kind of thing but uh that's that's the nature of this character though or at least the way it's portrayed is that like he doesn't really lament the things too much mm-hmm. like he's not bogged down by it it's something that affects him and he'll get angry about it but it's not it does, nothing seems to really stop him from doing whatever he's going to do mm-hmm. you know yeah um overall interesting episode um i wonder who caliban is rage <laughs> of caliban is the next name of this episode uh i don't know yeah maybe uh, i'm going to go with 
uh, and I really hope someone can confirm or deny this, that it's something to do with whatever story this was taken from, from the Hellblazer comics. Right. Um, because otherwise, what? <laughs> I mean, maybe it's the name for, for like a disembodied spirit or something. Or maybe. Yeah. Um, it was, it was interesting. Yeah. Um, before we get into predictions, I have a little news that I want to share. Nice. After Buzz TV News. Um, actually, it was last week, specifically right after we did the after show, that this news broke. Um, so we tweeted about it. But it seems season one of Constantine is only going to be 13 episodes long. That doesn't mean that the show's been canceled or that, um, you know, they're stopping production. They decided season one's going to be 13 episodes. That still means that next fall we might get a season two. That's still a possibility. But for now, we're pretty much halfway through. Right. Um, yeah. Interesting. Scary. Yeah. I'm wondering, I'm wondering what the, was it like a ratings thing or were they, maybe they just finished, maybe they're just like, the story has ended where they want it to and they want to take some more time to like flesh out what they would want to do for a second season, something like that. Not sure. Um, I want to, what I want to know is, are we going to get any answers by the end of the 13 episodes? Because now that we know that's what we're getting is just 13 episodes when they initially planned on 22. Yeah. Are we going to get answers? Or maybe they already knew that they were going to give us only 13 the first season because Liv kept talking about, we talked about the interview with the mm-hmm. actress who played Liv saying that she might return in season two. Yeah. So maybe they already knew it. Maybe. Yeah. And uh, they're just now telling everybody else. I'm hoping that we get some kind of resolution. Like, uh, maybe at the end of the 13, it'll be the beginning of what the expo- like exposing what the rising darkness is and everything from then on was supposed to be dealing with the rising darkness. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe. Maybe. Lots of maybes in the air, which means it's time for predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. Um, in the promo, for those who missed it, there's a faith healer who is saving people um, and healing them and also accidentally bringing forth demons. It kind of reminds me of the Papa Midnight thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Manny is a big part of next episode. I read a lot of people letting me know that Manny's going to be important, but also um, that Constantine yells at him, you've got to do something. Um, so that's what we got for the promo. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right, so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna predict mostly Manny based. Okay, um, because we all know that I don't believe he exists. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe I'm starting to lean towards his existence a little bit. Okay, in that like I think that the next, if not the next episode, but the next few episodes will kind of focus on this battle plan that he and Constantine need to make. And so, because I think that the rising darkness is going to start unfolding a lot more, mm-hmm. like because these instances are happening a lot quicker, as we've seen with the this specific ghost, you know, right. increasing his killing rate. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that Manny will kind of change his tune and start actually doing things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm predicting that uh, he's going to join the team with Zed and, and Chaz, and maybe they'll start seeing him, and then it'll be high fives all day. Okay. Um, I'm going to say, oh, okay, this is my prediction. Constantine is going to yell, whatever the issue is, Constantine's going to be like, man, you have to do something. This has to do with your side of the war here because, you know, it's about a faith healer and whatever mm-hmm. at this church. So it's, it's you know, more angel side than demon side. 
And then Manny is going to unintentionally reveal why he can't do something. Like there's like he has been banished from heaven or something because Constantine be like Constantine's gonna be like you have to do something. <laughs> and then Manny's gonna be like, I can't anymore because he's like not an angel anymore or something. Yeah. Uh, okay. That's how it's written in my head, guys. Nice. I, I like the acting out of it too. Yeah. I can't do it. Yeah. Super old Shakespearean. Of course. I just yeah. want to make sure everyone understood where I thought <laughs> this was going. Um, also, um, I last week set out a challenge to our listeners for re- reviews on iTunes to lead towards, uh, Matt Ryan in lingerie. Uh huh. That does sound like something I would do. Yes. Um, I don't recall what the number of rate uh, ratings or reviews that I said we had to get. Mm-hmm. But I'm making a new statement, mostly because I don't remember. Uh, 100. That's the number we're going for. All right. 100 rating reviews before the season finale so we can get them in here. Yeah. That's the goal. Um, yep. Yeah. So get on that, guys. Yeah. We're partially there. We got a lot of really great comments. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you so much, guys, for listening and downloading, streaming and watching. We appreciate it. Clearly, you guys like us, and we like you. Indeed. Um, We'll keep shouting out as the episodes continue. That's it for Rage of Caliban. Tari, tell the people where they can find you online. You can find me on Twitter at Tari J. That's T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y. You can also find me here at After Buzz TV on assorted panels like the Arrow panel and the Flash panel. Awesome. DC. Yeah. Um, you can find me online at yell.tv. That's Y-A-E-L.tv. Also, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Google+, all that good stuff. At Yell Teagle, that's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L. And here at AfterBuzz, um, lots of shows, Arrow, uh, Grimm, and, like I said, Law & Order Special Victims Unit, because I'm crazy. Um, thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next week for more Constantine. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 